Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome back. Welcome back to an athlete's journey. I'm your host, Tyrus Reed, and today I got a special guest. Somebody I've been trying to drag down and do this show for a minute, you know what I mean? And like, let my people get to your people kind of thing. You've been big time to me. <laughs> Don't do me like that, man. <laughs> but nah, nah, nah. He's a really good brother. Um, played a long time. You know, really could have played more. He's one of those rare dudes that actually could have kept his career going, but decided to stop on his own, on his own two feet. You know, a lot of us is like, eh. I want to keep going, but they ain't give me the money. But he, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> he actually had to, you know, he could have kept playing, but he, you know, he decided to stop. But I just want to say thank thank you for coming on the show. Appreciate it. Uh, please introduce yourself to the people. Well, my name is Kid Wade Trim, man, originally from Trinidad and Tobago. Uh, you know, came here when I was 17 years old, $500 in one suitcase and a million dreams. <laughs> you know, so, yeah, I, you know, I ended up playing basketball, Um at Sacred Heart University in Connecticut, uh, private mid-major division one Northeast conference. Mm -hmm. You know, after that, you know, I did five years there. And then after that, um, I went pro, um, you know, did a little bit of summer league mini camp with the Clippers. Um, then I went overseas. Um, and I did 10 years, man, in, uh, eight different countries, man, France, Venezuela, Romania, Japan, Taiwan, <laughs> Lebanon, Korea, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? So I, you know, I, I got my licks in man. I paid my dues you know, now I'm retired. Uh, I'm, I'm here in Los Angeles with my family, man. You know, my, my wife, two young kids. Um, I run a nonprofit foundation called Dream Chase International. You can see the logo on my chest. Mm -hmm. I also run an event company called LA Line. Uh, my wife and I are in real estate as well. And, you know, I'm, it's, you know, it's expensive to live in LA. So pharmaceutical industry, man. So, you know, we work, you know what I'm saying? I was always saying like, yeah, you're Jamaican. He's got about 10 different jobs, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> to, live, to live that way in LA. So I get that. I respect that. Now, yeah. the funny thing you were saying, we'll get into it a little bit later, but I was, I also played in Romania too. Crazy, you know, yeah. yeah. I'm saying I played for BC Mers. Yeah, BC okay. Mers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was with um Energia Rovinari in Turkish U, man. Oh yeah, you was. I think my friend played on the uh, Bulaku. Yeah, Bulaku. Yeah. He played. Um, he played. I think he played with Ployesh. Yeah, he, yeah, because he was the Romanian, like the yeah, Romanian. he was like the Romanian Jordan over there. Yeah, man. yeah, you know. <laughs> I played with him. I played with him in, in Estonia. We played in Estonia together. Okay. And yeah. then, yeah, and then we played, I played against him in Romania. He, like you said, yeah, he was. I, I probably gave him a couple elbows here and there, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He, he talked. He, he big shit. He big shit talk. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I so, remember him, man. Yeah, yeah. That's my boy. That's my boy. Um, But, okay, we're going to rewind a little bit. <clears throat> you said you came to California, you came to, you know, the States when you were 17, right? Yeah. Did you, yeah. When did your like you know when did you start playing uh, uh, basketball? Well, bro, I mean, I started playing in Trinidad, where I'm from, at 13. I mean, believe it or not, bro, I was a soccer player mm. in Trinidad. Nobody cares about basketball, dude. <laughs> it's, it's, it's soccer, it's track, and it's this game we call cricket, which is like baseball with a flat bat. Yeah. yeah. Bro, but you know, I was playing soccer, and at like 13, I was like six four, and they're like, bro. You got to go, dude. You, you <laughs> and I mean, I'll be honest with you, bro. I didn't want to play basketball, dude. Like, they they forced me to play basketball. You know what I'm saying? They made right. me play basketball. Right. And, you, know, I, you know, I started playing, you know, and eventually I, I got good at it. Um, And I saw the potential. I was like, dang, you know, this could probably get me a scholarship, probably get me to college. And that's all I wanted to do, get to college. Anything mm -hmm. after that was a bonus. So once I realized, like, this could be my ticket out, I just kind of latched on to it aggressively and then, you know, kept it moving from there. No, I feel you on that one. I, I would say this, man, like, you know, the fact that you started when you were 13 and by 17 you were coming here in the States, that's, dude, that's insane. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. in the yeah. fact and that I you mean, even, even that story is crazy, man. What happened was um, 
they put together kind of like an all-star Trinidadian team, and they brought mm. us to play in an AAU tournament at Seton Hall. Mm. Um, I think maybe it was my first time or maybe second time, second time in the States. Played at Seton Hall. I think we played four games. We won one, but I did my thing. You know what I mean? And I literally had like 15 scholarship offers after that tournament. Wow. I didn't know anything about anything. All I knew is I wanted to go D1 and I wanted to get a full scholarship. That's all I knew. Um, you know, I bro, every, you know, Northeastern was there, Georgetown, Hartford, uh, Boston College, Boston mm. University. But anyway, so the we met a recruiter from Sacred Heart University, mm. black guy, probably the only black guy in the gym. I'm from Trinidad. <laughs> I'm from Trinidad. You know, I'm just being honest. I'm not used to white people, you know. Yeah, of course. Of course, of course. Gym. My mom was going to be there with me for two days. Mm -hmm, I was mm -hmm. at my uncle's house in New York. Mm -hmm. They called my house every two hours for the next two days. Then they brought me on an illegal recruiting trip to Sacred Heart <laughs> University, which up until now, I, I tell my coach, man, y'all knew it was illegal. He's like, no, man, we didn't know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And my, my mom was just like, well, they said they're going to give you a full scholarship. You know, this guy is black, seems nice. So you want to go here? I'm like, sure. <laughs> and that was that. You know what I mean? That's how I ended up at Sacred Heart, man. And you see, there go the jersey right there, man. Okay, okay, okay. So, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. Man, can I tell you how crazy of a story that is? The fact that that sounds like a Kim Olajuwon story, dude. Straight up. I, like nothing, bro. I was supposed to go out to Vegas and play. I think it was called Big Time or something at that point. And, but I, I knew nothing. You know, mm. literally when I signed with Sacred Heart, people called up my aunt, cursing her out. Like, what are you guys doing? Like, why are you? This kid, he's not He's not supposed to be there. da, 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 da. But I mean, you know, it is what it is. You know, I, you know, I'm thankful, man. It, listen, like I said, I was just trying to get to college. Right, right. Thing yeah. after that was a blessing for me. No, no, that makes a lot of sense. I think uh, for you know for sure the fact that you know, like you don't know what you don't know, and, and maybe all those other schools might have done. You, you know, what I'm saying you might not have started and played. You never know. You yeah, never you know. know. And I mean, I had a slow start at Sacred Heart. Not till my senior year, I really, you know, became, you know, something. You know what I'm saying? I was so my freshman year, I was ranked, I was rated as the uh, best NBA prospect in our league. Mm -hmm. right? mm -hmm. And then I ended up having a back injury. It kind of slowed me down for the next couple of years. And by my senior year, I came on strong. I, I killed everything. But then again, you know, you at Sacred Heart, you know, there's different levels to this. No, of course. Of course. <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. you know, it's uh, hindsight is 2020, man. You, you know, like you said, you know what you know. And, you know, you listen, I I graduated a master's degree, first team academic All-American. You know, I just can't – you can say coulda, woulda, shoulda, if, uh, 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 but I'm blessed, brother. That's the only way I look at it. No, nah, I feel you on that. Now, my question for you, you said that, like, your first year you kind of struggled. What was the biggest difference between, like, you know, that AAU thing and your first year in college? Oh, everything was different, man. Dude, I'm in Connecticut. I've never seen snow in my life. Cold <laughs> in Connecticut, bro. <laughs> everything, you know, the food is different. I was sick every day. Um, there's a language barrier. I'm fresh off the boat. I got my accent, everything. I'm trying to talk to people, nobody understanding me. Um, man, everything was different, dude. You know, it's um the the the, the speed of the game is different. The mm -hmm. amount of time we put in, bro. Listen to me, bro. In Trinidad. I was playing on four different teams. I'm playing on I'm playing on high school teams. I'm playing like what y'all would consider AAU. I'm playing club. I might have practiced one time a week. <laughs> I mean, it's a whole different thing. I yeah, mean, of course, of know, course. We we up at six in the morning. We got class. We got a session in between class. We got class again. We got you know how it is. You mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. you're basically in school for ball. You're not in school for school. Yeah, you know what I mean? So yeah, it's com yeah. a, a complete shock to my entire being, bro. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 No, I feel you. I feel you, man. Like, you know, grow, you know, like going to UCLA uh, at a, as a freshman, it was like shell shock, you know, because right. that was the first time I ever had freedom from my father. Right. You know what I'm saying? So like the first, so we had to go to like summer school. 
Mm-hmm. And man, like I was like, man, I can spend the night with girls, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, man, I must have been the king spoon my freshman year. Oh you know, man. man, like, cause I was like, oh, you want to spend the night with me? Yes. Right, right, right. You, you, and, you, you went loose. You let. Yeah, loose. that's what I'm saying. Like, and, and it wasn't even about like you know sex or anything. It was literally about just spending the night with a girl, waking up. Right, with a girl. right. You yeah. Know what I'm that was just man. Like I said, that was crazy. Crazy. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, same, you know, I was, you know, I grew up in a very religious household. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I was really just schooling basketball, man. And mm-hmm. you come out here, you the man on campus. You, you know, <laughs> so I had a lot of that too, my guy. <laughs> yeah, no, trust me, I feel you. Uh, now when I got, you know, obviously next year, you know, like my grades shaky in the beginning, but got better as you know, you know, as as the higher I got up because I kind of got used to it. But that okay. first, that first. That first year, that first semester, woo! I I I I was eligible by the skin of my teeth. I was like, you know, really? hanging on. Yeah, I was like, uh. See, that's that's yes. that's different for me now because um the system in the Caribbean, bro. My high school was way tougher than my first two years ago. Ah, uh, yeah. You know, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The education yeah. system, it's a British system yeah. in the Caribbean. Oh, so okay. it's either like, you know, when you have tests, bro. You could ask a question and you literally literally writing essay long answers. It's either you know or you don't know. I got mm. to college, it was multiple choice. Yeah. You get um, you get extra credit, you get makeup tests. All I'm like, huh? You know what I mean? <laughs> and then and then actually with me, I actually did two years extra. I was finished high school at 15 years old. I did two mm-hmm. extra years that gave me like a first year in college. So when I came to college, I already had like a semester of credits. Oh wow! You know, English one on one and all this stuff. This is stuff you do in the Caribbean at ten years old. But I'm just being honest with you. You know what I mean? So my first, my first year, first couple of years, honestly, was a breeze. That's why I told you I'm first team academic all American. Yeah, yeah. It got yeah. tougher at the end, but my foundation academically was pretty sound coming in. No, that makes a lot of sense. I think you know when I was in Europe, you know, pooping like they they went to school so much more. Yep. And the kids in the States, I want to say the kids in the States might have, you know, they go to school 180, 80, 90 days or whatever in a year, maybe, maybe mm. more. But in mm. Europe, they go like 260, 270. Wow. Go, see, yeah. yeah, see, now I don't even know necessarily the difference in the days, but, um, you know, dude, the focus like sports in America's big business is really life changing. It's, and I mean, Depending on what sports you are in in Trinidad, maybe, yep. but mm-hmm. focus is more on academics. My my parents, they were, you know, they preached academics to us. In in, in Trinidad, at like 10 or 11 years old, you have to take a national exam when you're in elementary school. Mm-hmm. And based on how you do in that exam, you get placed in a high school. Oh. The high school I went to, you had to get, you had to be in the top one percentile in the country to go to that oh. high school. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? okay, so yeah. it was a high school for people that were considered elite academically. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean, so I'm just kind of mm-hmm. giving you an idea of my academic background. No, no, no. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. You know, you yeah. Einstein. You Einstein. So I get it. I get it. <laughs> we ain't saying that. <laughs> it's hard not to explain this without yeah. sound, sounding <laughs> braggadocious. <but. laughs> no, nah, no, nah, I got you. So yeah. obviously you do great in college academically, you academic All-American, you yeah. know, you finally get cooking your senior year. Yeah. What would you say your greatest failure was in college and your greatest uh, uh, triumph was in college? My greatest failure in college, um, you know, not killing the first three years, you know, because, I, you know, I came in with a lot of pride and a lot of belief in myself and, I'm not going to lie. When I came, it was a different level, but I'm the kind of dude, it's either you're going to rise to the occasion or you're going to put your tail between your legs and whimper off. Mm-hmm. And I ain't mm-hmm. never been that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I worked my entire life to get there. And then my freshman year, I got hurt is what happened. And I just, it took me a while but to get back to full strength. But all the while, I'm like, man, I know I should be murdering this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that's what I, and especially at a mid-major school, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm, so that mm-hmm. was what I would consider my, my, my biggest failure. But at the same time, I think my biggest triumph was in the bounce back. You know what I mean? By my mm-hmm. senior year, I led the league in scoring, fourth mm-hmm. in rebounding, 
first team all conference. Like mm -hmm. I said, academic all American. Um, you know, um, dude, I, the awards I can't even remember all of them. But mm -hmm. you know, it's I, I went from waking up with. So what happened was, and I'm gonna tell you exactly what happened. My freshman year, and I, I ain't even gonna lie to you, I got dunked on by a senior, mm -hmm. and I fell on my back. Ooh. And ever since that day, it just wasn't right. And like some days I would wake up and couldn't even walk. So I set out my sophomore year. Right. Oh, so you didn't play at all. I didn't. I, I played the first seven games in excruciating pain. And then it was like, this is not going to work. Right. right, right I went right, to right. 15 different doctors all over the country. And nobody could figure out what it was. Eventually, I don't know if my body got stronger, got used to the workload. And I mean, all through my career, I played in pain, but I just knew how to manage it. Mm -hmm. Right. So all that to say, my biggest triumph was my bounce back because I thought my career was about to be over before it even started. You feel yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. The fact yeah. that you even played that whole time since then in, like, uh, exactly. in that game. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Because like, every year, even overseas, I had a couple games where, I just had to get through it because, you know, with, with back injury or with it, with most injuries, if if somebody don't see you with a cast on or see, they don't know what you're feeling, yeah, you alone yeah, is feeling yeah. that. So mm -hmm. I'm playing games with my back this tight. Oh, yeah, yeah. Move, well, you're like, you know I mean? you're running and, like, yeah. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And eventually it'll settle down and it'll calm down. But that was my entire career. Oh, but wow. I just learned how to manage it. You know mm. what I'm saying? The fact that you did 10 years, that's that's insane, bro. <laughs> <laughs> 10 years, man. I just, you know, bro, you know, when you work so hard for something and this is what you want your entire life, dude, I'm a kid from the Caribbean, dude. In the Caribbean, you don't even see NBA players close up. You know, because no, there's no, there's nobody from Trinidad born and raised that actually made it to the NBA and stuck in the league, born and raised. So I never had examples of that. So mm. my whole life, I'm working towards this. I'm like, man, I ain't about to just quit. You know no, what I'm saying? We're going to figure out how to, you know, and that's just the, the cloth I was cut from. No, I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. Now, what would be the biggest lesson that you learned from, from college? Biggest lesson that you learned from college? Yeah, that you learned. Yeah. Um, Man, it goes by quick. Yeah. Right. Just life, period, man. It goes by quick. One minute you're a freshman, and the next your time is up, and it's time to figure out what's next. It's true. That you know, 100 I was true, told man. that coming in, man. Hey, man, give it your all while you're here because it goes by. The next thing you know, it, it's gone. And I mean, bro, there's so many lessons you learn, bro. You learn how to be disciplined. You know how to be determined. You know, you learn how to be dedicated, but mm -hmm, if mm -hmm, it's the mm -hmm. thing that it's like, dang, it's over already? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, definitely, man. I, yeah, five years because I transferred schools and then yeah. after that, after we lost in the, like, the Big West tournament, my fifth year, I was just like, damn. Yeah. This is really, this is really over, dude. I gotta figure it's out what's with. next. Yeah. It's over with, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, okay, so you 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 do all these great things. You you know, you know, you lead the conference in scoring, fourth rebounding, you know, probably up there in field goal percentage. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 I know. I know. Got about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Field goal percentage. Always like if you're doing lead scoring and rebounding, yeah, you're up there yep. in field goal percentage for sure. Definitely. You know what I'm saying? So you have looks from the NBA. How does how does your process, NBA process, you know, go? Yeah, man. So my first workout was with the Lakers. You know, I come out, I sign with Priority Sports. Priority Sports mm -hmm. is big time at that point. They Antoine Walker, Steve Nash, I don't mm -hmm. know, Danny Granger, you know, big time. I, Adam Morrison came out with me. We were working out together every day. I had a lot of workouts, man. You know, I, I don't remember all of them, but Lakers, Grizzlies, Spurs, Orlando, Sacramento. Mm -hmm. You know, I had a lot of workouts. I uh, mm -hmm. didn't end up getting drafted. Um, but then I, um, I had a private workout with, uh, Elgin Baylor. Yeah. The Clippers. Okay. And, yeah. Clippers. And he was like, man, you know, we, we, we going to take a chance on you, man. And they brought me on the, the Clippers summer league team. And I'll be honest, man, the Clippers, you know, the Clippers, the summer league team was stacked. 
Um, Chris Kamen, Danny Ewing, Sean Livingston. I forget the big boy from Michigan State. I'm, man, I, I didn't oh, get no. a lot of burn. Um, yeah, no. White, white no, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, right? I, yeah, them summer leagues, like when you're like getting a workout and like they be sometimes they be just need an extra body. Yeah. You don't even get the opportunity to play. Exactly. You know, you so I didn't get a lot of opportunity, man. Um, and, you know, they, they released me after that. I came back, so and I did a few years overseas. I came back in 2010, did camp with the Clippers again. Okay. And they didn't sign me, and I was just like, you know what, man? You know, I'm going to just keep it moving overseas because – and, I mean, in hindsight, bro, I figured I, – I think maybe I could have stuck with trying harder to stick in the league a little bit longer, but my mindset was, bro, ain't nobody was coming to save me. I'm from Trinidad. I need to get some money. I, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. <laughs> you know how some guys they be in the D League for ten years or whatever. You got a support system here. You get whatever. You cool. I'm thinking, bro. My family's in the Caribbean still. Right, you know, right, right, you right, know, right, 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 right. Seven, um, one U.S. dollar is seven of our dollars. So in order to get one U.S. dollar, we got to get seven of them back there. So mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what? Ain't nobody come to save you. Ain't nobody come to pick you up. You need to go get this money. So, you know, after that second, you know, little stint, I was just like, you know what? I'm going to just get as much money as I can make overseas, man. Man, I, look, I, look, I, there was this this uh, documentary thing I just saw on, uh, I think, Amazon, like mm-hmm. about the D-League journey. And, like, remember, back then when we were hooping, it wasn't 7,500. It was 2,500, maybe 2,000. Yeah. And, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. My boy, the year before I graduated, my boy had played. He said he played in, like, you know, New Mexico or the Willacoochee, Georgia, some small place. I did a year in the D League too. Yeah, and like yeah. It, it was five to an apartment, a two bedroom, and he was just like, "Bro, this is oh, worse than college." Because in college, he had his wife and kids. He was married. Right. He said, "Bro, wow. I asked him, so what is it like?" He was like, "Bro, don't go, go overseas." <laughs> <laughs> so so I I one, I, listen, man, I did one year in the D League, man. Yeah. And um, that was because I couldn't go overseas at the time. Remember, I'm Trinidadian, so mm. I had to get the correct paperwork, ah, and yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, visas yeah. and all that stuff, and I couldn't go. Yeah. So, you know, my agent got me. Bro, I was in Bismarck, North Dakota. Now, let me tell you something. God <laughs> well, bless I, North I, Dakota. I lived in North Dakota as a baby, but yeah. <laughs> listen, man, God bless North Dakota. God bless the people. <laughs> the people were great. I, but listen. That place is something like out of a movie, dog. You roll into the town, there's tumbleweed rolling around, there's a, there's a town hall with saloon doors. Bro, it was crazy. In the like in the middle of the summer, it was like negative 14 degrees in Bismarck. You know what I mean? We had drinks and stuff. We wouldn't even put them in the fridge. We put them in the snow outside. You know really? what I'm saying? So I mean, listen, man, I and and I mean we were. We were in an apartment. We were in a big apartment complex, but it was two, two to an apartment. So I had okay. we each had our own room. We rolled around in a little but like little mini bus type thing. And I mean, you know, it listen, it was an experience, but <laughs> man, <laughs> it definitely wasn't five star. I'll no, no, no. I imagine. <laughs> like, look, I respect it and I respect the dudes who do that. Yeah. That wasn't gonna be me. Like I, I was like, once he told me that, and I was like, oh, man, I'm gonna make it twenty five hundred. I'm about to go yeah. overseas yeah. and make some more yeah. money. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was like, at least over there is something different. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like right. you're on the bus. Uh, yeah. But yeah, but I feel you on that. So let me ask you this. You know, like you playing it. Obviously, you do the D League thing for a year. Right. Are you and you still sign with Priority Sports? Now, how did you start? What was your first place to go to overseas, and how'd you get over there? So after the D League, I must have done France. France, mm, mm. yeah. Oh no, 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 no. I'm lying. I'm lying. So my first, my first was France. First year was France. Then the second year, I did the D League. Okay, okay. Right. So okay. first year was France slash Venezuela. Then okay. I came back and did the D League. Uh okay. So okay. After the D League, I ended up in Romania. So Priority mm. Sports was with me 
until the D League, and then um, they try to send me to Iceland for like two thousand dollars, and then I was like, you know what, man, <laughs> you know what, man, <laughs> right, right. And, then, and I and I'm not the type of dude to bash nobody, you know what I mean? But the way how it seemed at that point was, you know, if you ain't if you ain't solid NBA, they don't have they at that point they didn't have. They didn't have the overseas connection so overseas, yeah, yeah. into a situation that I felt like, you know, I was worthy of. So we kind of went our separate ways. I and, um, and I, you know what? I think it was a coach from Romania. I feel like he just ended up reaching out to me. He might have saw some video or something like that. And, I, I, and my memory is terrible, man. So I think this is how that happened. They reached out to me and I ended up going over there. No, I feel you. Really, yeah, after I severed <laughs> with Guardy Sports. And I mean, I was kind of working as my own agent for a while. Mm, so you yeah. was like doing like emailing and like yep. saying I'm available. Yep. Trying okay. to reach out. Yep. Yep. I feel you. Because I was with, I remember I was with a Dutch agent. I was with a, a French agent and then I let him go. Then I was with a Dutch agent and Dutch agent tried to keep me in Holland because I was in Holland for four years. Right. And he was like, right. you know, just keep making this money in Holland. Like, I don't want to be in Holland no more, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was interesting because I had already had a lot of agents who were hitting me up all the time. Yeah. So once I severed with Priority Sports, I started kind of talking to different people, trying to get my name out there in my own way. But, you know, the agent game was just like so crazy, man. And people wanted you to sign with them. Before you even, yeah, yeah, yeah. You anything, you know what I mean? And you get a job in another way and they didn't get you the job, but they want to get paid all this stuff. And I was always really wary of this stuff. So I was kind of working on my own. I, and I was telling these agents straight up, I'm not signing nothing with you. You get me a job. You're going to get me the money. I mean, you're going to get the money. That's, and I, yeah, I was doing that for a little while until I eventually, you know, um, my agent ended up being David song, a Korean American guy. Mm. And you know, I mean, I shit, I made him a lot of money in Asia. You know what I'm saying? Cause yeah, because you said you was in Japan, right? Yeah, I did Japan for three years. I did okay. Taiwan. I did Korea, mm -hmm. and all that was the all that was Dave Song, man. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. he had yeah. some good connections, and you know, you know, I I made him some money. He made me some money, man. So I'm thankful for that dude. And he he pursued me. He was pursuing me since college, and he uh... was one of the guys. I said, hey, man. I'm not signing no deal with you. Get me, get me, get me a job, and you have my word. You're gonna get paid what you're supposed to get paid. And you know that's what he did. And he kept getting me jobs. I kept getting paid. He kept getting paid too. <laughs> <laughs> I yep. feel you on that. So I guess my next uh, side question. Obviously, my my boy, my my big bro, Jr. Henderson was over there uh, mm -hmm. in in Japan. You know. Uh huh. I remember he was like, uh, I, they use him as a as a foreigner basically because yeah, he was over there. For, that's the uh, one who changed the name to Jr. Sakagura. Yes, 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 yes. He went yeah. to UCLA. He was a senior and I was a freshman. He played for Memphis. He got drafted by Memphis, and then he was over there for so long, like they switched his name. Yeah, 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 yeah. He lives over there now, I think. Yeah, yeah. And there's a few guys, man. I don't know if you remember Nick Fazikas. I heard Fizikas. of him. I remember a big white boy. Yeah, yeah. I remember uh, Charles O'Bannon was over there too, right? Yeah, yeah, bro. There was a there was a lot of players, man. A lot of yeah, yeah, yeah. I even seen you in in Korea. I seen you had Tony Akins on your show. Yeah, 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 yeah. He yeah. was one of the guys in Korea, and he was naturalized in Korea. Yes, you know what I mean. Yeah, so a lot of guys, man. I you know Gary Hamilton out of L.A. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, I know. He, I remember. He's been in Japan for years. He ain't never coming back. Some of the dudes be like, "I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just ride this wave off." Yeah, and that's my guy, man. But I mean, if you and I think he's still, he might still be hooping man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as a local now, right? No, seriously, you can when you play with him for so long, you can hoop as a local forever, man. Yeah, I just, man, it, it's crazy because I'm not even American, but for some reason I just couldn't, no place that I went, I could just find myself just staying there. I was just yeah, like, nah, yeah. was, I'm back to the crib. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel you on that, man. Like, yeah, it, 
there were some nice places, like you said, but I couldn't I couldn't yeah. see leaving California for that. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, I enjoyed everywhere I went. And I'm one of those dudes who I embrace, I embrace the full journey. I embrace I had some teammates like, man, I ain't come here to be a tourist. I came here to hoop. I'm like, all right, homie, I'ma see you. I'm about to explore here. I'm about to go here. I'm gonna go try this food. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah, go yeah. snorkel over here. So I, got, <laughs> bro, I, I got certified scuba diving in Okinawa, my G. Oh wow! I'm a live, bro. I so I enjoyed every place that I've been, but I just couldn't see myself like mm, I'm gonna go ahead and find a wife over here and settle down. That's nah, <laughs> that wouldn't be. <laughs> I, got I feel you. I feel you. So let me ask you this: um, What would be your best advice? You know, for the next generation of you. You know, what would be your best advice for that? In terms of what? Just in terms of like. Say you say you're like you know you have a son. He's in high school. I mean, in right. college, and he's about to go pro, or like you know, say he wants to go overseas and try to debate NBA, yeah. D League overseas. You know what I'm saying? What would be your like advice to him? So like, what which son? What you should do? You know, what I'm saying as far as like your advice for that? Because well, obviously I mean, you, bro, you lived it. You lived both ways. Yeah, I mean, firstly you got to put in the work, right? You mm-hmm. you put in the work because that's what you could control. Mm-hmm. Stay disciplined, stay determined, stay dedicated. Bust your butt, and then you know some of the chips. You I, you say let the chips fall where they may. And even when you do that, everything still is not going to go necessarily according to your plan. Mm-hmm. But you're as good as your best option, right? Mm-hmm. So you bust your butt, and you try to keep yourself educated. Don't get sold dreams by everybody else. I mean, listen to people who actually care about you. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, <laughs> you know right, I mean? and right. Then, and then you, you got to try to be savvy enough to understand the business, mm-hmm. understand, you know, people in general, life in general. And you mm-hmm. just try to make the best decision that you can, man. But again, nothing is ever going to be perfect. Nobody has a perfect journey. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So embrace every part of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's what I would say, man. No, I feel you. I feel you 100% on that. So you played 10 strong years, you know what I'm saying? You make it, you made your money. You could have right. played longer, but you decided to hang it. When did you know it was time to kind of, you know, hang it up? Bro, you know what, man? I, I won a championship in 2013, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm going to show you my little. Oh, you actually brought it up. You got to bring it out. I only got one, man. I got to show it off. (laughs) There you go. Hey, for for the people that's listening, he actually showed me his championship ring. (laughs) Yeah, man. You know, so um, that year, bro, was the best year of my life. You know what I'm saying? Because this is what you work for as a a player, right? You want want that that medal. You want that hardware. And it, it eluded me before I got it that one year. And I had just, I had just turned, I think I was just turning 30. Mm-hmm. I was just mm-hmm. turned 30. We won the chip. Mm-hmm. I swear to you, bro, the next year, I don't know what happened. I just felt like mentally I was tired. Physically, I was tired. I just, <laughs> all of a sudden, bro, I was done. I do right. not, it was like a switch happened. I don't know what, I, you know, obviously, you know, you play really long when you win a championship, right? Yeah, I, and my, yeah. maybe my body was just so beat up. So I went back the next year. And I just, I mean, listen, man, I gave it my all, but I dreaded every moment of it, bro. I dreaded every practice. I dreaded every game. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm being dead serious. You say dreaded everything, huh? I, dread, I just, I was, man, I just didn't want to do it, man. I didn't want to be there. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to be away from my family. I didn't want to be away from my friends. I didn't want to wake up every day and put my body through the pain. I didn't want to, I just didn't want to, man. Yeah. Uh, I, I finished the season, bro. Somehow I, I, I averaged a double-double still. You know, we were in contention to win another championship, but, you know, we fell short at the end. Uh, but then after that, bro, I was like, man, the way I felt this year, and that's how you get injured, man. You're you're halfway in it. You're not really, you know what I mean? I your was mind's like, not, your mind's not, yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. so after that, yeah, I was like, you know what, man? If, you know, if they if they going to pay me $20 million, I'll come back. <laughs> if if nobody offers me twenty million dollars, I'm staying home. <laughs> I got you. I feel you on that, bro. I feel you. I feel you. I you know, feel and you. and that's just what it was, man. That's just what it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, no, like I feel like for me, it was I had you know I had stress fractures in both my shins, and mm. so I, I to this day I got those steel plates in both my shins from playing wow. 
That's yeah. tough. That was yeah, tough. That's tough. I remember, like, you know, by by my last year over there, I was popping the leaves like Skittles, you know, like, yeah, you know, I was. I was two day every morning, yeah, two in the morning, yeah. not four day, two in the morning, two at night. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I was doing like five to practice and then like six to play, you know what I'm saying? Because I was like, yeah. you know, like two in the morning, two at lunch, two before yeah. the game, you know what I'm saying? Crazy. Crazy. Yeah, so like I was like, man, I, you know, I don't know if I want to do this for another five years of having right. to pop skills like that. Right. You know, before every single game and stuff. So I'm a, you know, like it might, it might be the time, even though I was going to, I would have done it, but right. it was, I could tell that for me, my body was, you know, I just, you know, like, and even with the six, I was like, man, you know, maybe I should have took seven. And once that yeah, was but happened, I, You know, I feel like after, well, I mean, depending on how you space it out, but after, over two or two at at one time, yeah. I, I think it has the same effect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for real. It's like taking, it's like taking vitamins. It's kind of the same thing. Like, you know. Right. Yeah. If you take you know the same vitamin twice. It really after you yeah. Know, third yeah. one really ain't that big of a deal. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, okay, all right. So now, you know, you play, you retire, you know, and obviously, you know, this is one of the things that I want to get into you about. So you retire. Do you have a plan for what happens next, or you just kind of come home and then try to figure things out? Man, so. You know, bro, I had started my nonprofit while I was playing in 2013. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I was doing nonprofit work. Mm -hmm. I had invested in real estate. Mm -hmm. I had the real estate checks coming in. I had set up some Airbnbs. I had four Airbnbs throughout the city. Oh, wow. I was determined when I, I always said I wanted to write my book. So when I retired, I wrote my book. Oh, Okay. You know what I'm <laughs> I wrote my book. You know what yeah, I mean? We're gonna promote this at the end for the people that's listening, but like yeah, yeah he, he just yeah. showed his actual book that he wrote. Okay. You know what I'm saying? From nerd to pro. Uh, <laughs> then, you know, that that's a perfect first, name too. <laughs> from nerd to pro, man. Yeah. I told you I was an academic kid, man. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. um, so all that I was doing, man, and I was doing that while I retired. So I had a lot of things going on. But I'm not going to lie to you, bro, for a year. And then, you know, once I retired, you know, I was always doing commercials. I mean, when I retired, I did a, a movie in Russia. It's um, called Three Seconds. It was about the U.S. Olympic team that lost to the Russians in 72. Oh. It got cheated. Yeah, yeah, Dude, yeah, yeah. So I did that. It's up until now. It's the highest grossing movie ever made in, in Russia. Wow. So, okay. you know, I was doing a lot of things. I had a lot of things going, bro. But, it, you know, I was even I was training. You know what I mean? Because, you know, that's the low-hanging fruit. <laughs> and, I mean, yeah. you were expert in that field, right? So, you know, I was training, you know. But, bro, I was depressed for like a year and a half, even with all that going on. Mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm not hurting for money. I just retired. I got money in the bank. I got money coming from real estate. You know, I'm doing book tours. I'm speaking. But I'm depressed because you're used to a certain structure. You're used to a certain identity. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So... Mm -hmm. I, I don't think I necessarily – I didn't have a plan, but I had put a lot of things in place, right? But I still didn't know where I was going to go next. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it, it was it was interesting. It was like a – it was like a beautiful mess because it's like you did put certain things in place, but you still a mess because basketball, basketball is what you knew your whole life. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> No, you figure if you play from five to thirty-three, that's twenty-eight straight years or whatever. Right. You started at thirteen, 13 you know what I'm saying? Still, twenty years straight. Yeah, 20 you know, years that's straight. that's your identity, bro. That's what you do. I hoop. You know what <laughs> I mean? <laughs> yeah, people yeah. wonder why I always say like people wonder why like Mike Jordan came back to the Wizards or when Magic came back in like '96 or why yeah. did Kobe stay so long? Like they. Yeah. Even the yeah. great ones don't really know, you right? Know, West yeah. next to them, so yeah, for sure, for sure. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I feel you on that. So you're finally standing on your feet now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I want to ask, you know, like, uh, for like our our viewers and our listeners out there, uh, when you when you're when obviously you have all the success. Right. You know, you have all these things going, but not sure what to kind of focus on. 
what what gave you the strength to keep kind of like going and not staying in that depression for that year and a half? Man, listen, bro. At some point, I mean, you know, life is up and down, bro. And at some point, you're gonna be down. But ever since the way I was raised, well, you're gonna be down. But at some point, you just gotta pick yourself and 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 get up and get to moving, get get to business, bro. For at one point. I, my, I had my aunt in Beverly Hills, bro. I packed up my apartment, put everything in my car, and I went. I was sleeping on my aunt's floor just because I was depressed and I needed to be around someone who I know loved me and cared about me. Mm-hmm. With all with everything going on, I, and I still, I got mm-hmm. money, I'm cool, whatever. Mm-hmm. But at some point, it was like just like, bro, all right, man, it's over. You walked away from it. You chose it on your time. Now let's let's get it cracking. Life still got to go on. It's either you live or you die, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean. 100%. And you know, and and again, I come from a very humble background. Let, let let me explain to you, dude. I didn't grow up with running water in the shower. I didn't grow up with hot and cold. I didn't grow up with AC. You know, at six at five o'clock in the morning, we used to have to go to the community pipe, fetch water for the family. You know, my dad who raised me. He he woke up at four o'clock in the morning, took care of the cow, the goat, the sheep, and all that on the farm. Then he walked five miles to school barefooted. That's mm. who raised me. So that's what I come from. Mm. Right? So it's gonna be up and down, but after a while, you can't just stay feeling sorry for yourself. You gotta get up and make something happen. Mm. And that's just what it was. You know what I mean? It's like, all right. You cried a little bit. You whined a little bit. You pouted a little bit. All right, now time to get busy. <laughs> that's it. Hey, and that's the hell of a that's the hell of a thing, man. Like I said, mm-hmm. the fact that even with yourself and all the success you had, you got yourself off that pavement and got up and got you got to moving and got to grinding. And the funny thing, you was the the funny thing, you was depressed, but you was already in the grind, which is it was already crazy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you know, think think about a lot of hoopers who. Don't really have nothing going nothing, on. I, like I've nothing. talked to, I've talked to friends, bro, who were suicidal. Yeah, you know, after this hoop life, and you know, your whole identity is that, and you never put anything anywhere else. But it's crazy, dude. The day I started hooping pro is the day I was thinking about what was going to happen after my pro career. That's how crazy it was. It never left my mind. Yeah, and you know that's that's the best advice you can give. Any hooper for the future, man. Like, yeah, it's gonna have, stop. Gonna stop. Have something ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. I mean, it's it's hard when you are put because you know, as a hooper, you putting all your blood, sweat, and tears. So it's hard to necessarily like focus on something else. But I mean, you could find little things and you know get yourself exposed in little ways. Try little things on the side. Just so little seeds. Mm-hmm. So at least when you stop. You know, it might not be a full-blown tree there, but there's a little plant. You know what I'm saying? So, and, and you know, now you got some time to really water it, really nurture it, really, you know what I mean? And you you make it into something what it is, you know? I got you. Last question for you. Mm-hmm. Where was the best? You've been overseas. Obviously, you did all these different countries. Where was the best place that you went? Man, people always ask me that, bro. But, you know, you know, bro, I love France. Okay. Korea was beautiful. Mm-hmm. You know, man, look, bro, the, Japan, I won a championship in Japan. So right. it, it was literally the best year of my life. But <laughs> I, I'm just saying, but Japan was also, bro, they're so advanced with technology. Yeah, I imagine. Super clean country, food. They got so much culture. I mean, I want to, I'll probably say Japan is the best, man. You Japan know, I, bro, I had a great time. The, the only places that were a little, crazy venezuela was a little crazy romania was a little crazy lebanon you know what i'm saying <laughs> i know the money was great my mom was like oh hell no nah. you know yeah she, yeah was money like, was great you can't, man. You can't go you know? but yeah yeah but yeah but I, I i would probably go i would probably say japan man i got you i love I japan you. I, yeah. I, I, I played in i played in uh bogota colombia so i know how that you know exactly I had a lot of friends but, yeah yeah, bro, I saw like three different. I saw like three different gunfights in Venezuela, bro. We on the bus and cats shooting at each other in the street. Man, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> bro, one of my teammates got jumped after a game in Venezuela, bro. 
Really? By locals. Why? Because we, y'all we, lost? We were, I don't know what happened, bro. We were all at the bus. Mm-hmm. We came back to the First of all, we didn't lost. We won. And I think he was talking trash. Oh. We, we were in another. We okay. were not in North okay. City. Okay. okay. But okay. I mean, bro, we were in Venezuela. And there were dudes in the stands brandishing guns, showing the referee, if we lose, brandishing guns, bro. It was crazy. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> I remember, bro. Like that, that, I would say Bogota was crazy because we played in a, a court. We had a court and then a cage around it. Yeah. Around the court. Yeah. And, yeah. So they, and they had to lock the cage. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, like, it was, man, I was like, man, this, are they locking us in? No, yeah, saying? that's wild. <laughs> That's yeah, they was like, yeah, man, for our safety. I was like, man, um, yeah. I yeah, like, man. I was like, I want, I want to sock my agent. Like, ah, exactly, man. But you got me, man, because we had to stay in a hotel. All of us, everywhere I went, I had two armed guards with me. Right. You know what right. I'm saying? So that was, you know, like there was no police. It was only the government. Oh man, it's some of those situations, you know. And fortunately, man, I. I feel like, you know, you know, obviously people have stories about not getting paid. People yeah, have stories yeah, about all yeah. these things. Yeah, yeah, Fortunately yeah. for me, man, I always got my money. I, I've gotten all my money, but I got so many stories, man, of guys dealing with teams run by the mob, owners oh, pulling was... guns on them. I just a lot of <laughs> No, no, I feel you, man. Like I said, it's, man. It can like get that. wild over there, man. People don't, people don't really know, like, about the real, like, behind-the-scenes stories. Yeah. Of, like, Everybody's these, thinking like, sweet, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Romania was crazy. Like, yeah, yeah. With one team my, I was on. One, listen, one, a kid, well, I left and he, he played at my college, but I was a senior. I graduated. He came in as a freshman. He mm-hmm. got killed in Romania. Really? Like, yeah. Went yeah. to a club. Guys were jealous. Hit him upside the head with a bottle. And he just went into a hemorrhage and he died. You yeah, know, dude, a, a guy attacked me with a knife in Venezuela. The really? story, I mean, it didn't work out that way for him. <laughs> <laughs> My teammates and I, yeah, they, he got handled. But, I mean, Venezuela, when I was, like, shortly, I think when I was there, a national um, handball player from Hungary got stabbed to death in a club in, in, mm. in Romania. Man, it's like, crazy. dude, it's, yeah, some, oh. there's some stories overseas where it can be dangerous. I mean, look at the whole situation that just happened with Brittany Griner. Yeah, that's, that's nuts. <laughs> yeah, seriously, you know, or like a little, a little vape thing or whatever it was. I mean, that that was war politics, man. That's yeah. you know that that was just she just got caught. You know, for them, they used her as a pawn, a pawn yeah. for bigger yeah. things. You know what I mean? Because that, that, I mean, that is a very that's an anomalous situation. That's an yeah. anomaly, but yeah. still, it's kind of the risk. Some of the risks you can have going overseas. Agreed. Agree. Yeah. See, like I said, this is a whole other story tangent we can go on for another, <laughs> you know, what I'm saying exactly. another, another two hours. Yeah, but I want to say, <clears throat> I want to say thank you, my bro. I appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, please promote your book and everything you got going on. How people can find you, everything. For sure. All right. Well, hey, man. Thank you for having me, man. I appreciate it too, man. Because I see you. You had you've had some superstars on here, man. I'm just a humble <laughs> servant of the people, man. You know, <laughs> no, he just another superstar, folks. You're trying to pay me to the left. <laughs> no. So you know, um, you can find me. My nonprofit foundation is called Dream Chaser International Foundation. You can find us uh, www.dcifoundation.org uh, on the internet. We're also on Instagram at DCI Foundation. My book is called From Nerd to Pro. You can you can order it directly from my website, www.dcifoundation.org, or you can also get it on Amazon. You order it directly from me, you're going to get it signed. Amazon, you're not. So, you know, you might want to <laughs> do it that way. And then, you know, I have my company, LA Lime is my event company, LA Lime. You know, Lime in Trinidad means hangout or get together. So when I started, it was basically like a networking thing. But now people in LA love to party. So it turned into a lot of parties. So <laughs> LA Lime, you can look on the website, www.la slash Lime. On Instagram, it's l.a.lime. Uh, and yeah, man, my Instagram is at ktrim54. You know, I'm I'm an open book, man. I'm around. I, you know, I, I'm a people person, man. I, I You know, I'm just enjoying life and trying to do the best I can for myself and my family, but I'm always reachable, man. 
No, definitely. And like I said, uh, when when I post the show, like I said, I, I put his Instagram up uh, so you can follow him on his Instagram. And like I said, he'll if you message him, he'll message you back. He's not, you know, he might it might take a little time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but like he'll finally, you know, he'll message you back. You know what I'm saying? And so like and I I post uh, if you have any questions about his all his uh, things he has going on, please, you know, DM him or DM me and I'll, I'll send it to him. And like I said, if you ever want to connect with him on any level, I'll definitely be uh, sending it out to him. But you can follow me at Travis W. Reed. That's R-E-E-D, Travis W. on Instagram. Uh, Travis W. Reed on Facebook. I post all my social media on there. Uh, you can like, share, subscribe to me, my, my new YouTube channel. Just put that out. Uh, An Athlete's Journey. Like I said, if you go to my Instagram, it's you just click it. It's right there uh, in my bio. You know, like I said, an Athlete's Journey. You click it, subscribe. And like I said, you'll see these videos and shorts of, uh, you know, like, you know, my interview with my boy. And, uh, you know, and if if you're looking for that Travis Reed Athlete's Journey merch, uh, just DM me or message me. And uh, like I said, I'll, I'll send it to you personally. Myself, I just do it all myself. I ain't really tripping. <laughs> um, you know, you'll get a UPS style. And if you are interested in, like, I know a lot of people don't really know this, but uh, I have a book club, you know, so people always be wondering, like, you know, what do former athletes read or whatever the case is. I have one on my LinkedIn uh, account, Travis Reed. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, we, I, I, I so, you know, like, I, it's, we're about, we're about 25 strong. And like I said, I just post about different books, different things that I, you know, like, you know, different books I've read because I, I read a ton now you know so uh, right now i'm in the process of reading uh the tiger wood story so that's my you know new book i'm doing right now so yeah i want to say thank y'all thank you my bro for listening and with like i said we'll talk to y'all later peace Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.